The podcast that you're about to enjoy is part of the Low Tree Studios podcast network. To enjoy more great podcasts like this one, visit LowTreeStudios.com. I've only got 120 minutes to fill right here. So if you're not filling the whole thing, man, this is just fucked. <laughs> Damn it. So what's happening? Not too much. How are you, Jason? Doing good. Doing good. How's, uh, how's, how's COVID life treating you? It's great. Weird. Um, I'm going to donate my lock, my hair cut to Kreppel when we're done. <laughs> These my locks for love. Don't don't need. Don't Life need. just got a whole hell of a lot better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that's awesome, man. Well, you're a very thoughtful guy, really. Well, I try to give back. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, in this case, you try to you try to give you try to give head, yeah. right? You're trying to give head to him. Ha- hair, massive head, yeah, massive hair, head. right? Bang. All right. You missed the entrance, uh, Jay. Check it out. All right. Oh, hell yeah. That's how I was greeted. He was greeted like this. You know, the business, the ass business. Now, totally off subject. Did you guys happen to stumble across any of my Instagram with this song and uh, rerun from Good Times? Dancing yes. perfectly yeah. in time to this? Yes. That was the most incredible drunk moment discovery of my life. Nice. Total accident. I, w- I was looking for rerun um, on YouTube to see like if he had a career after that. Right? Right. Not really. I was in the studio working on that particular song and it landed and it played and he was doing his fucking doing all this stuff perfectly in time. I was just like, ah, what, how was, what is happening? I ended up trying to get it to work and record it with my phone. And I mean, I tried for like an hour and a half. Jackie came home and saw me doing this. She's the the things we waste our time on. I said, yeah. watch. And then I nailed it and it was perfect. She was just like So so how long was this how long was the video? One minute, right? That's about all you can do on Instagram. Uh no, because I threw it up on um IGTV. Oh, okay. So it freed you for a minute and then it threw you to the TV stuff. Yeah, I think I, I vividly recall watching the whole thing. <laughs> vividly recall. <laughs> nice because not much happened so if you <laughs> if you watch something you remember it that's <laughs> <laughs> so true so what are you what are you doing as of late ryan um r- honestly busy yeah i can't lie you know as we talked to uh we've uh i've been delivering that movie so as you know deliverance is yep. always hard yep whether it's the movie Deliverance or, or <laughs> delivering a movie. Yeah. yeah. So that's been keeping me super busy. And I wrote, I finally finished that other one and developing that other script. So luckily right now people have time to read stuff. So nice boy. Do it's they ever. Been... Yeah. Question for you, dude. Where do you think 
do you think that it could be like, uh, uh, obviously the movie industry is really affected over this whole thing. How do you think it's going to go back? Do you think there's going to be huge crews? Do you think they're going to scale it back? I mean, what's, what's your thoughts? I think it's going to be, we've already kind of seen a few people do it. Like, aren't they doing, uh, Children of the Corn movie, a uh, Stephen King. Um, somebody like to just they just went back a couple days ago, and they're shooting in Iceland, and it's uh, it's going to be more expensive. So that's my opinion on that. It's going to be way more expensive because you have to bring your whole crew and put your whole crew together, and then they can't leave once they right. all get tested, right. which is what they're doing, I believe. Um, that film, and I'd have to look up what that is, mm-hmm. and it could also be like sporting events so have you guys or i don't know if you guys are ufc or fight fans yep so same thing like it's it's 300 people that come into a sports complex all 300 people have to be tested three times within the 10 day period i believe i think i could be off with my days here but i know that all 300 people got tested three times each right um and then once your third test comes back clear, then you can and then you can go shoot the the event. So I think that's kind of a little bit of a indicator of how it's going to go back. I think, in my opinion, of it's just going to be you got to get tested, and then once you're there, once you're on set, that's it. You, you're you don't leave until you're done. Which I hope I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I hope, I hope it's just. I hope I'm so wrong. What do you guys think? I don't Jeez. know. You know, I think I think uh, under under those circumstances, not not that anybody's really messing around or screwing around when they're on set or on location. I really don't know what that's like, but uh, I imagine maybe there'll be way more focus to get it done because I mean, you really there's no extracurriculars that can happen. So maybe it'll be more. You know, it'll happen, but of course. On, on location, I'm sure it's all dependent on weather and all kinds of stuff. But uh, I mean, there'll, there'll be less frolicking, so to speak. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Like, because there's nowhere to, you know, you're not gonna, you don't want to get out of there because I got to be at the bar or I got to be at my kid's game. Right. Yeah. So everybody will be completely 100% focused on getting that done, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, it'll happen quicker. I, who knows? I really don't. But that uh, would be. That would be a great if that theory is true. That would be great because then you could you could cut like two or three days off of without frolicking, as you guys know. <laughs> I mean, you shoot stuff. There's a lot of extracurricular frolicking where you're like, get off your phone. You're right. like, you, you don't need to leave early. Right. Yeah, you're just gonna be there. So okay, so let's talk about the UFC. They're the brave ones that started Sports World back again. Thank goodness. Um, they made it happen. It worked. Uh, did you guys watch it? I, did. I watched the uh, um, Sejudo fight. Sejudo, Henry. Oh, Henry Sejudo, yeah. yeah. He was a monster. Yeah, I watched the whole thing because I was fiending. Yeah, yeah. For just sports in general. I, I watched every moment of it. Yeah, so did I. It was great. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and they did it. And I, I, you know, and they did it again on Wednesday. Um Yep. So uh, they're doing it and they're proving that it can be done. 
it was actually really cool. I, I saw I saw you put a tweet out there, Ryan, and I, I commented on it. You, you probably don't know it's me, but it's Low Tree Studios. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, but I loved how much you could hear all of it. And maybe that'd right. be the case with all sports, right? Maybe there's well, I probably get annoyed with basketball, the squeaky shoe noises, but um, but maybe you, maybe you'd be able to hear more of of the game, almost like you're there, right? Because when you're when you're listening from home, there's all kinds of other stuff going on. You can't really hear all that stuff. But I loved hearing the the smacking of the of the uh, you know the punching and all that stuff. It was just wow. It's way more powerful than you really give it credit for. It is, yeah, and I mean, so uh, you used to get a taste of it with Pride. I don't know if you guys remember Pride. I know I do. a couple of you do, but Pride is uh, in Japan. The way the Japanese and a lot of foreign, um, not necessarily Brazil, but most mostly in the Asian uh, end of the world, when you go see a sporting event, it's like it's like they're watching a a, a play or a mm-hmm. or a theatrical thing. They're they're quiet, like they're just watching. And if something good happens, then they but, you know, they'll, they'll clap if there's a good punch. <laughs> so back in, the, I forgot about that because it's been so long since pride. I mean, there's one championship now who did do a, a while COVID was going on. They actually did a couple months, like back in February, did a no audience fight. Point being is like, I forgot how amazing it was. Yeah. But I think like the UFC did a great job of like their, I think their, their uh, onboard mics from their cameras, I think they feed them into the, yeah, the line, know, sure. which I've never noticed before. But when you can hear a guy like, like going like, you know, like you can really hear him like, and, and it's the, out of this world. I almost wish I had headphones on. Cause I was watching in a room with other people and everybody's talking and I was really trying to listen. I wish I had headphones on to hear it all because you could even hear the ref, which you never hear. Uh, which was really right. cool to hear that. Um, so I, I just, I dug it. I, 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 of course fans need to come back because I feel like, but I don't feel like it, it affected the level of fight. Uh, I don't, you know, and I, I don't know about you guys, you guys have done this and, and Michael, you've even done it in uh, competition. So can you even, he, do you even hear the audience at all? Or do you tune it? Is it a tune out kind of a thing? That's a great question because a lot of people talk about once you get in in the zone, everything kind of goes away. Right. But there there are moments like you have to be able to hear your corner and your corner Mm, is seeing mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. from a perspective that's outside that you're not seeing. Right. You you might be um, cutting a corner a certain way that's going into that person's strong hand. And if you can't hear that person giving you instruction, um, you're you're not being an efficient athlete when shit goes crazy like if you catch somebody and they go down and you feel the excitement of the rushing towards them and i've never been in front of i've been in front of i think about i think about 3300 people it's a lot was the biggest fight venue that that um i remember when um uh at that event that um when you hear the roar of the crowd, it makes you kind of, you, you do this thing where you want to react as a killer, but also you got to pull it back and make sure you're not overreacting because it could catch you. You know what I mean? So you got to like, you can't play into the adrenaline eruption. Mm. Of smart. You still got to be smart going in. You still got to be smart because they could have 
you know, completely recovered just a, you know, a flash little catch on the back of the mastoid process. And they go down and they come up and they see you coming in and they're a wrestler. Dude, they could take you down and just squash you in a second and you're toast. You know, yeah. so there's, there is a moment when you do feel uh, the excitement of the crowd, but also um, like chanting USA, USA, yeah. shit like that. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that's an interesting point because I, I always get so frustrated and I'm trying to think if I noticed it now, but I always get so frustrated when somebody, when a fighter gets another guy hurt and then they just, they just rush right in and like just end up clinched. It's yeah. like, no, just, just like put, like, just stay back, just, just, and just wait. But I think maybe the roar of the crowd sometimes makes you be like, Dramatic. oh, now I'm roaring. I got to get in there and get him. And then, uh, yep. and then, so that's it. That would be an interesting scientific test to try. Do it. <laughs> crowd Do versus it. no crowd, whether you, how many finishes you get compared to not finishes. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. So, all right. So let's get into, uh, uh, what what's life like now? I mean, you say you're still busy, which is great. Uh, Michael and I talked about it a little bit. We did a little bit of a, uh, you know, uh, we're still a live show because we hadn't done one in, since February. So we did one about two or three weeks ago. And uh, we were talking about how this is, this sort of thing is going to, for at least the entertainment industry is going to come in a, in a wave because there's probably still for some people projects that they're working on that were filmed and they're still working on them, whether you're doing sound or you're doing editing. So you're still working on some of that, but there's a large chunk of time right now where no one's on set at all. So we may, you may not feel that wave until later. Do you agree with that? Do you think that's, that's true? Yeah. Cause man, it's hard. Uh, there's gonna, there's gotta be a backup of things that started and now stopped. So there's those, then there's also going to be a hole of like, you know, there, people still need content. There are still networks and streaming services that need content that's not getting filled right now. And three months worth of shooting, that's a like, boy, if you were to quantify that, that's a lot of different projects. Mm -hmm. So that's a hard one to answer. Like, because is anybody going to even have any? money to fund these things because there's a, a economic downturn so well even 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 that um ryan a startup even if we get we get the whole thing lifted and we're tomorrow and we go back to production tomorrow <clears throat> then it's still months until the content's ready right you gotta cast it you gotta fuck you gotta write it you gotta edit it go through all the revisions. It's not like you get the 25 cent piece and that gets made in two weeks. And then in a month sound is done and color is done. And so there's only a four week hold. This is, we're talking like major amounts of time. Yeah. Of the new startups. Hopefully I think, and I would love to hear what you think about this. Do you think that the stuff that was starting and that stopped midway, um, we're doing, um, we're doing a show for Netflix called Special. They got four shows shot and edited before they got shut down. So colleagues, David Barber and Ben, they've had those shows to work on a little bit during this time. But as soon as that's done, it's gone. They're not yeah. shooting again until it's open, right? Right. What do, you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, 
Sorry, let me ask you a damned question. How long do you think <laughs> it would be to pick it back up and then continue? Because it's not a startup. It's yeah. already been in production. It's, it's so established. They, yeah, it's been it's been calendared already. Right. God, there's so many factors because you gotta like That's that's so see that's where the where we're at. It's like what I don't like, I I think maybe the answer is like I don't know. Right. Because do you think it's somebody like the UFC in parallel somebody to take a chance? Yeah. And maybe it's going to be people that that are are a little smaller like maybe the people that don't need as many people to mm-hmm. get up and running or things that are <clears throat> in post yeah i'm literally stumped of like because there's so many things so let's just say we were in development and we we still have to like go back and you know it's not like it just picks back up there's a there's gonna be a like development is is like a rope you know when you do the ropes in the gym shut up (laughs) hate those It's connected. So like when you do, it's a wave. So like when you start one little thing in development, that wave goes all the way through and now you've cut that rope. You got to start the waves all over again. It takes a while for the wave to get going. So it's not like, it's not like it's it's like starting the motor of your car back up and you just, you just put it and drive and go. It's going to take, like you said, there's going to be gaps and gaps and gaps and lags. So I think there's going to be a, which Hopefully for like someone like me who has something that's done, done and getting ready to go to the market, hopefully maybe there's a lot of things that have been sitting on the shelf, completed projects that haven't been sold, which Mm. is another conversation because there's, there are shelves and shelves of those of projects that got shot, mostly features, probably not necessarily series. It's very rare that Mm. they would, you know, maybe networks, they'll shoot like six episodes of something sometimes and then never air it i've heard i've seen that done so maybe there's some of those sitting out there that they'll green light mm-hmm. also movies there's a lot of movies that never get picked up or see the light of day that are just sitting there but again they probably suck yeah have you have you finished netflix yet <laughs> i know <laughs> like that game over all right I finished. that was one of my funnest the funniest first memes way back in the beginning of all this. I like, she's like, all right, I just finished Netflix. Now what do I do? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good point you bring up. Um, may- I'm rambling, but no, I have no answer. No, it's a good point because maybe some of the ones that, that do just sit, maybe they get uh, more consideration because they, they've been waiting in, to make room for, uh, you know, some of these other big productions. So I don't know. Uh, Netflix is making lots of money right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, so maybe hopefully they'll stockpile that and just start pumping it back into production as if they weren't pumping like millions of leverage dollars into production anyways, which I'm not complaining about. Right. That's great for us. Right. That's great. It's great for do you, actors, do you writers. Do you think their uh, subscribership has gone up? I mean, it seems like everyone already has Netflix. And that's it. What do you pay? I thought like, I saw like, something. I thought I saw that like they added another like like millions of new subscribers. Wow. Like I want to say it's crazy. Like a up like worldwide and like seventy million new subscribers. Ooh. Okay. I mean, do the math. That's eight bucks or twelve bucks a month times seventy million. 
It's a lot. It's about my alignment. <laughs> Jason, it's a lot. It's <laughs> <That's> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing great. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. So you say you're you're not really affected by it, and good for you. That's that's great. Um, do you see yourself being affected by it at all? Have you heard anybody say they that it's it's time to get started? Or, or do have you? anybody that's frustrated and they just want to get started. Cause we see it in, in everyday life. Uh, you know, entertainment industries works a little differently, but it's just like anything else. It's just like a bar, you know, a, a bar owner, they want to open their business back up. You know, they don't want to wait around anymore. Are you getting a sense of that? Uh, you know, from the people that you talk to? Yeah. So the, yes, the, I'll start with me in particular. Uh, it hasn't affected me because for the most part, I've heard a lot of this. Uh, there's a great podcast called Script Notes out there that two great writers. I don't know. I'm plugging another podcast that's already plug away. Po- yep. they, they don't. They don't need any publicity. They have. They're. They're doing really well. But it's John August and uh, Craig Mazin, great writers, and they. They had Sam Esmail on there who, who does uh, Mr. Robot, and he kind of didn't change for me at all. He's like I've always just been like. <clears throat> I have meetings, I have Zoom meetings, I have phone calls, I go in my room and I write. And he's like, that's been his life. That's kind of been my life. Um, however, I do a lot of commercials. So knock on wood, 2019, I, I did a ton of commercials. It was very busy for me. I was very fortunate. And they played a lot. And now, oddly enough, like once this started, Typically, right around now, they would all be getting called what's released. Like, I'll get released from my conflict. So, like, if you do a car commercial, then you have what's called a car conflict. You can't do, I have a Chrysler ad, (laughs) a whole bunch of, a big Chrysler campaign playing. I can't do a Honda thing. So, typically, that would probably most likely be ending. Like, I would get released from that. Then I could go back out and audition for for General Motors commercials, so on and so forth. That's a non-compete, right? You, yeah, that's it. It's a non-compete yeah. clause. Not, right. It's just called a, a conflict in, through SAG. That got reinstated now. Like I've, they've picked that back up for, you know, they buy, they, they uh, repay your session fee or holding fee for a quarter. And like they've picked it up for the next couple quarters. Wow. And that's happened with a couple different ones. Like uh, I have a holiday ad that got you, everybody in in commercial world knows that if you do a holiday spot, literally January second, that thing is dead. Right. Like you're, they release you immediately. It's a nice little chunk of change at the end of the year. It gets a lot of play. That got picked back up. Wow. So, interestingly enough, I don't know if it's helping me mm-hmm. or hurting, but for the current time being it helped because i feel my opinion which i feel like is somewhat educated is that they have no choice but to pick up things that they have already shot because they can't shoot new ones so. that's it that's yeah. a good point so they're going to recycle them yeah and even one that uh i, I had a very tiny spot in this uh, a geico commercial that was completely dead like it, it never played we none of us ever saw it uh, it's the one that the guy gets married and he, his family is a pack of wolves. Yeah. Yeah. My, my part, I'm still in it. I still, but I didn't, my part got cut, which is very common. Not, no, I'm not offended at all. 
But that one, the point being is that one was gone. Like no, it didn't play. And then suddenly it started playing and they renewed it. And it's been playing like crazy. Well, so I'm incredibly curious. Go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. Sorry. You're in the world of residuals now. Yeah, it's full. It like residual world is paying off right now. And it's, that's where I kind of thank, you know, why I'm super pro union because Mm-hmm. I can feed my family now, you know, for at least through this, because because if it was non-union, they would just, that would have been it. It would just yeah. been like one one time payment. Yeah. Here's five grand. We're going to play it as much as we want for eternity. Yeah. When Lance was doing commercials, that was what, that's what the, were the deals that he got. And he did majors too. He, he did like um, Pizza Huts and um, General Mills. And he did... Um, fifth third bank like national shit and it was all um you know one i forget one one time payment yeah yeah it's a buyout yeah it's a non-union buyout Um, and then they still uh, do that but well when he just turned 18 in november he got all of that coogan account which was fantastic (laughs) he was like oh (laughs) nice little nugget right there sitting in the bank account for me that's great jackie coogan yeah (laughs) So I, I'm, I'm curious about that, um, commercial world. So you said you, you get your, I, I, I'm going to mess up the verbiage here, but you get your full session fee when it re-airs the full fee that you got the first time you get the second time. Yeah. So this, so we're, it's super complicated and SAG actually has seminars on how this all works mm-hmm. and they have it on their website, but it, it's very confusing, especially when you first start out. So Basically, we have um, a guaranteed eight-hour day rate. I don't. It's it's like six hundred and something dollars now. So like, if if they pay us for a if they hire us for a day and we only shoot for two hours, we get paid for the eight-hour day, and it's like six twenty-seven something for the day. So then we get that fee. So whatever you're. So if you shoot for one, two, three, four days. However much you get for those hourly days for that commercial, they get paid a thousand dollars for two days of shooting. Every for them to keep playing that commercial every thirteen weeks or every at the end of every quarter, you get that session fee or your that day rate that thousand dollars paid to you again. Hmm. That's just so for that every they, airing. What's that for every airing within? The- nope. That's just to hold it. That's just so that they can keep playing it if they want. That's your holding fee because like I said before, it holds the conflict. If they didn't pay me, if Chrysler didn't pay me a holding fee, then I could go off. They don't want you going off and being the face of Honda when your (laughs) face is on Chrysler. So So that that, that brings up a really interesting point with the guy from Sprint and wherever he's at in the horizon. And um, uh, the, the woman that was with Geico, I've seen that they, they phased her out briefly and had this other girl coming in and now she's back. And, you know, I, I just wonder how like being the face of, let's say Chrysler, Ryan, like how, what's, what's your lifespan for that? You know what I mean? Do you go, fuck, I don't want to do it anymore. Or do you go, this is bread and butter. I want to stick with this. I've had this conversation. It's such an interesting conversation <laughs> because I've had this with many of my friends. So like, we'll talk about, um, I think her name's Stephanie. 
she's a friend of a friend, the girl flow from progressive. Let's yeah. just use her. Like that's, that's what I meant. I didn't well, mean yeah. guy. I meant uh, progressive. I, th- I think pretty, I'm pretty sure everybody does that. Like every time I do a Geico commercial, everybody's like, Oh, I saw your Allstate commercial. <laughs> every time I do an Allstate commercial, everyone's like, Oh, I saw your progressive commercial. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Ryan, for making. Yeah. That <laughs> um, she's very, like, I, she's a groundling. I don't know her personally. I don't want to speak for her, but I have friends that are close friends of hers and she's very funny. She's a great actress. I remember her being in um, Mad Men, but like, maybe I'm just not aware that she's in other things, but for the most part, I, I'm, I think how it might work is like, that's all she can do. But man, I get, but I'm fairly certain she is very well compensated. Right. I would assume again, I don't, I don't want to get in trouble here for talking like saying something I don't know about. Cause I don't know how much she's being paid, but her and like, like that, those pretty sweet. Yeah. The mayhem guy, um, yeah. Serrano doing the all state commercials. Uh, they, they're getting millions in my mm-hmm. opinion. So yeah, that's a good question because like, I don't know if Flo, I would love to see her personally. I would love to see her be in a sitcom or be on a, right. you know, be in Barry or something like that. Cause I know she's a good, comedian and actress but is the world gonna wrap their head around that like is everybody like our studio is just gonna be like uh it's flow from progress why is flow from progressive the mom <laughs> yeah you know well i saw the all-state guy in a movie and it wasn't a good movie but it, it nonetheless like it was hard for me to shake it it was hard for me to shake that it was uh you know it was him i'm like i can't I can't shake this it's the all-state guy um, but I, I do, my teacher, when I took, uh, took a, uh, acting class is good friends with her and she, she's bummed that she can't go anywhere else or feels like she can't go anywhere else. But he's like, Hey, look, in, in an industry where people are struggling to get work, you have a consistent paycheck, you know, you should, you should, you should be grateful for that. And yeah, it's, it's, it's reality. It's true, but yeah, it's a complete double-edged sword of like there's there's tens of thousands of people that would kill to have her job yeah but then once you're in it you know it's like walk a mile in a man's shoes once you're in it you're like oh yeah it's almost like like, you can only eat macaroni and cheese so much yeah it's almost like a one-hit wonder band you know you can then go on and be that uh uh hand of giants was offered the opening slot for the saxophone player from the movie, the lost boys. If you remember that bit part where they're at this huge festival and this guy's gyrating around and the body and long hair and shit, that guy has made a career being the saxophone guy from lost boys. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Now let let me just give you a little sign of the times. Mm -hmm. I think we're back to normal with zoom. I just got a, this meeting is over in 10 minutes. I did see that. Yep. (laughs) So, <laughs> I think you're it. right. I was in the middle of talking. I'm like, uh, what's that thing there? And I lost my concentration for a minute. <clears throat> I did too. I, I did too. <laughs> so we got eight minutes left. Oh God, eight fifteen fourteen. <laughs> so interesting stuff, dude. I'm glad to hear that uh, that you're doing well and it really hasn't affected you. I can say that it's affected my work, but life has been pretty damn good. You know, we're we're doing a lot of things. Um, and I'm not going to make a bold statement and say that the Kreppels are preppers by any means. However, we live in 
a state where major catastrophes happen, earthquakes, um, fire, all kinds of shit. We we're pretty prepared all the time. Mm -hmm. We have back supplies of stuff and shit like that. But dude, we jumped into gardening and our garden is producing major amounts of yummy, tasty food. So it's been a real good time. I've done a lot of music and um, met and done uh, uh, music collaborations with people all over the United States, which has been really, really fun. Um, so anyway, I'm just for me personally on the way out of this uh, interview, I'm grateful that you, Ryan. And you have a whole studio set up at home there, Kreppel, like <clears throat> Yeah. You have everything right there. I got and obviously, Jason, you you have a little studio there too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we 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 um, it's it was we didn't get a lot of time off. And I have an, another job that I have. It's a it's my main job, my day job, and it's in aerospace, and it hasn't shut down. I mean, I've been I've been working. Uh, so I, I you know I, I remember when the beginning of all of it, I was I was like, what is our company doing? They're just letting us still come to work, um, and now I'm incredibly grateful because there's people that aren't working. And I've been able to maintain it and, uh, nothing the, the only thing that's changed for me is that I can't go to a, a bar. I mean, that's really the only thing. And I've saved a lot of money on going out to eat. That's yep. the only thing that's changed for me. Really. Everything's been the same. So I, I, in the beginning, like I said, I was a little bummed. Now I'm really grateful that we kept going. Happy to hear that you are as well, uh, Ryan, cause that's one of the things you worry, you worry about people, you know, like yourself who are, or you're really dependent on, on that kind of gig work and, um, stuff, you know, it can be tough for a lot of people. There's people that are probably really struggling right now. So, yeah, I, it's, it, and since you're at home, you don't see it until you go out and then you see, you know, like a restaurant boarded up Yeah, and you're like, Oh man, that's like, that's like 30 employees. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I know some, some restaurants, some restaurants are doing the takeout thing, but still some aren't, some aren't able to, to do that. And you're just like, Oh Yikes. You know, and I have friends that are like, yeah, I'm on unemployment. I've never done unemployment. I don't understand it. You know, and it's, man, it's surreal. Like, I still like feel like this isn't really happening. Yeah. You know, and I hope it bounces back. I really, I really do. Uh, personally, I'm a little resistant to a lot of it. You know, the having to wear masks and all that stuff. It, it, I know it's, it makes other people feel okay that you're wearing a mask with me. I personally don't like to have to wear them. Um, and I just hope it starts to come back and, uh, it is nice to check in with you and see how you're doing. I'm glad you're doing good. I don't know what's going on with the jerseys there, uh, in the background, uh, Steelers. Uh, oh yeah. Are you a Steelers fan? Heck yeah. Lewis lips. So my dad was a steel worker. So I became a steel or Steelers fan in the eighties. That's my AFC team. And then that's the Packers. So that's my NFC team, obviously, since I did a Packers movie. Right. So yeah. Heck oh. yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, the older I get, the like I think we did. We talk about this in the last probably. probably. Like the older I get, the less I am one team oriented. The more I'm just like because both the Packers and the Steelers have won a couple Super Bowls in my lifetime, so I'm fortunate again. So I'm kind of like, eh, yeah, all right. That's a big weight lift <laughs> on my shoulder. Now I just kind of enjoy like watching where the college players go. You know, like I'm a big Wisconsin Badgers fan, so it's fun to see the Watt brothers out there and. Right. You know, so it's it, yeah, I'm a little bit of both. That's so awesome. You, yeah, Watt brothers on the Steelers now. Derek and JJ are on the Steelers. Cool. Really? That's awesome. I didn't know JJ went over to the Steelers. That's great. Yeah. 
or no, not JJ. Sorry, uh, TJ was drafted by the Steelers. Derek, JJ still on the Texans. Right. Okay. Good. So there's what, a really, by the way, there's a really funny commercial where it's like, I can't remember what it's for, but like TJ and JJ like Subway subs, and then Derek comes in and is like, I'm just gonna have a grilled cheese, and she's like, That's why we named you Derek. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny I, I'm, I'm butchering it so look, look it up but it's funny anyways, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so that's where that came from cool well thanks uh, thanks for yeah hanging can with i us. can i plug the can i plug what's please what I'm thing yeah go yeah. punching and stealing is a movie it took me 13 years again to make it um it comes out june 2nd itunes is available now nice. itunes pre-sale uh, which is an interesting conversation. I found out that iTunes pre-sale, if it does really well, it's a metric that's followed by all the other platforms. So like if Netflix finds out that your iTunes pre-sale did really well, like if it hits a number of like three to 500 pre-sales, then they'll, they'll put it on their list of things to possibly buy. Oh, nice. Well, so, I, if I can do it, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll download it. We'll rent it. To, is it a rentable thing or is it a pre Yeah. yeah. Yep, it's all it's VOD. Um, well, the first couple of weeks it'll be VOD, but still like iTunes, it's like whatever twelve ninety nine, maybe something like that on iTunes presale, Target DVD presale. All right, I'm gonna Amazon. check that out. So yeah, so right now if you go to the website punchingandstealing.com or punchingandstealingmovie.com, uh, we have a link on there for the iTunes presale. So it's kind of like small, like movies are small business too. So I feel like other actors in the film get residuals from punching and stealing. So the more pre-sales it makes, the more money I can pay those actors that probably don't have the restaurant jobs anymore. Yeah, that's absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Ryan. That's awesome. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I I, I love I love you guys. So anytime we should do this on on the regular. Maybe I'll start a podcast and have you guys on it. There oh you my go. god, I'd love that. That would be super. <laughs> we got less than a minute. Look at less that. Less than a minute, what I a, know. What a, a warning. What a warning. Good to see you, man. <laughs> Talk to cool. you later, Ryan. Later. See you guys. Bye. Bye.